Am I Pretty Now? A podcast about the ugly side of beauty. With Haley and Aaron. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Am I Pretty Now podcast, a podcast about the ugly side of beauty. Uh, This week uh, is going to be brought to you by Haley. That's me. Yay. And I'm (laughs) Erin. So without further ado, I'm just going to turn it over to Haley here. Um, I actually just found out a few minutes ago what it's about. I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, I'm actually interested, like really interested in hearing the history behind this, uh, I guess, trend. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so uh, grab a seat, grab a drink, and let's get started. All right, friends. Um, So first, I thought you were going to (laughs) say that this is a trend that you're really interested in. And I was getting myself. I was friend pairing, friend preparing to be like, no, Erin, you don't need it. (laughs) Yeah. Because you I don't. appreciate that. <laughs> but thank you. Sure, sure. Um, so after that weird comment, uh-huh. um, this week's topic is going to be about boobies. Yay! We're going to talk about breast augmentations. Um, really popular. Um, it's actually the, clearly yes. It's everywhere the, you look. There but they it's are. The second most popular uh, plastic surgery in America. Do you want to guess the first? You look like you want to guess the first. Um, either reduction, only because I had a roommate in college who had to have that done because I of her do back it. issues. Yeah. Um, or nose jobs. Ooh, okay. Neither of those were correct. Okay. Well, I'm interested in that one personally, <laughs> so that's probably the reason. That's fair. But okay. <laughs> uh, lipo. Oh, wow. Is actually okay. the number one. Um, I should preface that with, though, these statistics, they're the most accurate, but we also have to attribute that um, elective surgeries yes. were postponed for like a year and a half. Yes. So the numbers have been a little skewed um, in terms of like yeah. what is. And we don't know how many people are on wait lists still. Yes. And yeah. We definitely, I can guarantee if. Those offices are anything like regular doctor's offices or like urgent cares. There's no way they are caught up on their yeah, lists no. yet. Yeah, no. Um, they will never be caught up on their list. No, never. <laughs> Which I guess is good. I guess in all fairness, yeah. one good thing to come out of it is job security mm-hmm. in certain aspects. Yeah. Not my job. No. But. No. I mean, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So... When, while we're talking about this, I called it breast augmentation, and you actually clarified it because I didn't know that there was actually a difference. Augmentations are typically bigger, and then reductions are obviously smaller. Mm -hmm. I thought augmentation just meant a generalized boob job, Mm -hmm. and it's not. Who'd have thunked it? Um, So, let's just jump, like right into the history of it i guess um so the first documented case case uh was in 1895 really yes did not realize that at all um it was first performed by a doctor his name it has a lot of letters next to each other that shouldn't be next to each other yeah um, that have no business being there. Yeah. No all business in the same whatsoever. Place. Um, I'm going to call it Vince's 
Cheerney. Czech is said with a C-H in English, and yes. it has a C and a Z next to each other. Yes. His name has, each name has a C and a Z next to each other. Okay. But it would be the so equivalent, ch- Vincent. Happening. Chen, ch- Cherny. There's an R okay. in there. Okay. Um, so I definitely <laughs> messed that up, and my apologies, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> um, the The first surgery was done on a 40-year-old woman. She was a singer, and they had found a um, fatty mass inside of her chest. Okay. And so the doctor went in, and he removed it. And she went on her merry way. It was considered just like a medical procedure. Right. Um, but then she started to express concerns about the size difference. Right. In the two sides. And I, I would too. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. So it didn't just happen because like one day she was like, I want them to be bigger. It was almost like out of necessity. Yes. She had had like a medical procedure done yeah. and then wait like what's up yes i'm uh, there's like a little bit of right. like i'm medical that would drive me crazy too yeah 100 percent. and like in all fairness we put a lot of weight of a human mm-hmm. especially women in mm-hmm. their physical appearance which is yeah which is messed up yeah yeah <laughs> so i can't blame her her name also wasn't listed in any of the research that i did so unfortunately i can't even call her by her name um but i can't blame her for wanting to even things out. Mm-hmm. Um, so what the doctor did was he actually went into her lower back. She had another fatty nodule in that portion wow. of her. So he took it out of there, sewed it back up into her chest Wait. and said, hey. But you hold be- on. What? <laughs> he took a fatty nodule out of her chest. <clears throat> yes. So now she's lopsided. So he takes one from her back <laughs> and just pops it back in. Like, why did he even do you know what i mean so i don't think that there was the initial impression that she was going to regret having that fatty tumor removed okay i also don't think he don't. hung on they're like to it's it. a tumor yes so just get it out of it me. just seems odd though that they're like wow there's this issue with this tumor i'm getting rid of it but i'm gonna give you another one <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, we have to get this out of your body, so I'm just going to put it somewhere else? Right. Like, I get it. Like, now, you know, you switch things from one, you know, or, like, they'll do liposuction. Yes. On one part of your body, and then they'll pop it it somewhere else. Yep. But, like, you don't want the tumors, usually. Yeah. It's just an interesting choice to me. Well, the other thing, too, this is just Haley talking, is... When they say fatty tumor, I don't know if they were necessarily assuming it to be cancerous. Or just like tissue. Or if it was just like a lipoma. Okay. Okay. Which is, just in case nobody else has ever heard of it, I only know it because I tried to work one out of a man because I thought it was a knot on his back and then then, he proceeded to tell me. Right. um, It's literally just a little ball of like extra fat that Mm -hmm. has collected it's usually anchored down it doesn't really move around or anything like that um which is why i kind of feel like maybe it was like a lipoma root versus like an actual cancerous right because i would hope you're not removing it and then putting sticking another one (laughs) somewhere else we're just trading cancers at this point yeah um that's just my personal philosophy on it right. though again there wasn't a whole lot of clarification on it um especially because it was 
more of a medical than a superficial yeah. yes an aesthetic reason right um what i do find really interesting though is because we don't do it now is he took her own tissue mm-hmm. and put it into her body because that you run a risk of your body yes rejecting rejecting it yep i um, like that yeah super sophisticated however i'm not going to give him too much credit because oh shit what'd he do that he started experimenting a little bit of like what he could put into typically at this point especially it was women's chest yeah um we didn't matter we didn't matter we were for looks it was definitely worth yeah just a little like explore like exploration of course um just a few things that he decided to try to put into a woman um like was, dr frankenstein a little bit it, i mean it does get a little frankenstein-y um paraffin which i'm really confused about but i also only know that paraffin comes in one form wax B- yeah paraffin mm-hmm. wax mm-hmm. i mean it comes in the hard blocks that you can melt down i don't Do you think you could have like <clears throat> would you I'm melt it the <laughs> wax down like and into then a poured it into circle? you oh that's good i was gonna say or like chiseled it- Okay. You could, but then I think it would be really hard. So my only thought with yeah. that, and I'm just like, you know, like my mind automatically <laughs> just like goes way up ahead. Of course. Um, <laughs> when you do like a paraffin dip on a client, like their hands yes. or feet. Yep. Rather than like the brushing on that you might do during like a massage service and a nail service, you get um, basically like little plastic bags. Yep. And you would just sort of put the paraffin in there. Yeah. Do you think he did it kind of like a precursor to, um, like, now they use saline, but for a while they were doing, like, the, like the silicone bag sort of pods? Yes, we're going to get to that part. Do you think he was kind of experimenting like with an a implant? plastic bag like that? Like a, you know what I mean? Like yeah. a clear <clears throat> Like an implant sort of like storage before bag? an implant. Right. That's good. You definitely went a different route than that's I did. That's the only thing I was thinking. I mean, you'd have to make sure the temperature's okay. I mean, that's going to – you'd have to tie it off really well or that's just going to leak everywhere. Oh, but, of course. I mean, but I also don't think that that was a concern. Probably not. Of this doctor at this point. Okay. Um, Sorry, I got us so no. far off. But I'm like, is he doing what I think he is? Well, and the only reason – that was like kind They're of – Both smart and dumb at the same time. Yes. But it's also a really good segue into the next few because especially the the next one – um, in saying that I don't think he cared about what was inside of the body. I think that he was more concerned about the aesthetic mm. results of it. Um, because the next one on my list is glass balls. So I picture like ornaments. Glass should never be <laughs> I know. in your body for any reason. Yes. Again, no shame to people who are, you know, no. some different things. Yep. Um, but in like. Not the as an implant. World. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, ivory, wool, and sponges were some of his other um, options okay. as well. Um, I know this goes without saying. There were a lot of infections from a mm-hmm. lot of the stuff that he was putting into people. Um, but it, it, it's interesting, too, because we don't think about, like, infection comes up first. Of mm-hmm. course. We know that, like, your body is not going to dig what is inside of you. Oh, uh, no. Um, but there's, like, a, a nice little paragraph here of things that happened to people under Dr. Cherzny's watch. 
Um, so obviously it caused infections, severe scarring, necrosis of the skin, mm. um, pulmonary embolisms, mm-hmm. granulomas, mm-hmm. Um, liver problems, coma, and death. Mm. Which you kind of dog perked at liver problems. Yeah. Your liver detoxes everything. Uh-huh. So eventually anything off oh, of those it's like items. Overrun. Just like medications. If you take too much medicine, the doctors start to worry about your liver. Yeah. I feel like that is why the liver was reacting and caused problems in people. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, wait. Like and like liver, infection, but that does absolutely make sense. Is really hard on the liver too. Usually, your liver does swell a little bit if you're fighting off like a pretty decent Ew. infection. Um, so yeah, I don't. It was innovative for the doctor, especially for the time. It wasn't even the turn of the century yet. But I just, it sounds so bizarre. And the other thing too is we're looking at it through 2021. I know 22. But like at what glasses. point are you like? You just said the word glasses. At what point (laughs) are you like, let's put glass inside you? Yeah. And then like what happens? Like you go to sleep, I would imagine. Crush it? it Yeah. It would just. Pierce out of you? No. Like I I don't understand the progression of items that he used to put into people. It's a really Mm -hmm. weird. It's weird to me. Um. So that that was just like the the bare bones beginning of it once the 1940s and the 1950s happened um that's when it really became really popular that there was a big emphasis on having a big chest um and a lot of it came because of okay specifically a pointy chest if like i remember movies from yeah. like back then <laughs> i don't know why all the bras like yeah they were like, like a triangle torpedoes yeah <laughs> yeah never understood that um also, women like um, Marilyn Monroe and mm-hmm. is it Jane Mansfield? Yes, yep. Were two very like buxom beauties. Mm-hmm. Definitely aided in the, and I'm not putting blame on those ladies at all, but they definitely. They were like the ideal of the, well, not ideal. Yeah, ideal. Ideal. I was going to yeah. say standard, but like Sought most after. people couldn't live, live up to that. So yeah, <laughs> right. ideal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so during this period is when sponges especially mm. were really popular as a, an insert for a, a a boob job how well did that go um well they would dry up and lead to a lot of infections and the women would obviously have to go back into surgery to have that removed as well as the necro necro sized necrotized mm-hmm um tissues so not only were you going back for a revision in terms of taking out the implant but you also lost more of that tissue from the body so it would curve more in a little bit or there'd be like divots yes yeah can you imagine trying to explain that like oh like what happened like yeah you didn't have breasts (laughs) then you did and now, now you, went, you don't. And you're like, well, total they opposite. dried up and yeah. had to be removed. <laughs> yep. Like, yeah. Explain yeah. that to people. Right. Without a weird reaction. Mm. Um, during World War II, um, it was also pretty popular, especially with the Japanese women. 
Um, because all of the American soldiers were going over, and they were like, oh, we yep. like our big breasts. They had all these yeah. uh, pinup girls mm-hmm. and magazines hung up and, like, just that kind of stuff. Um, but they came up with I mean, with they needed really... something to keep them going, I'm sure. Like, ugh. Again, not here to shame. Like, I think that... It, um, they came up with a really interesting way to do it, though. And it's both interesting in terms of just being interesting and also, like, being a decision. Um, so silicone is going to be the first mm-hmm. really big um, yeah. material to that use. That was, like, gold. I like that you just, like, kind of rubbed your fingers <laughs> together when you did it. But it's, like, gooey. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was, like, gold standard for the longest time. Yeah. Um, it, it, it'll come up later, too, but... Silicone tends to be a more natural looking mm-hmm. result from um, from having a boob job. So I think that that's more so why it, it like lingered for as long. But a lot of problems came up with it too. Yeah. Um, but during World War II, um, they would just straight up take a syringe of silicone. And just inject it right into and you? And just inject it right into the women's chest. So it can get right <laughs> into your bloodstream. Right into the bloodstream. Amazing. Yep. Literally nowhere to hold it. So even if it didn't get to the blood, it it, like I'm so confused. There's a lot of miming of our chests going on in this, (laughs) but like it's not staying there. Well, that's the thing. Like, don't you feel like there's nothing to make it stay in that area? There's nothing to hold it. No, it's just going to go wherever it goes. Yeah, I don't need more hips. Nope. No, I definitely don't want more hips. No more thigh. Just, I mean, I don't even technically really want as much chest as I have, but like. I wouldn't want to put something in there and then have it, like, right. just go away. Ooh, good. Now I have big, sexy underarms. Yes. Like, like it's going to settle in other places. Oh, my armpits are nice and full. Lymph, mm-hmm. Like, it, it becomes a whole issue <laughs> that we're definitely going to get yeah. to. I promise. I promise. Um, it was $35 to get this procedure. What? And it took 10 minutes. All right. Well, for 35 bucks, I mean. <laughs> You're going to risk your, come on. your health for yeah. 35 bucks and 10 Why minutes not? of it's your time? It's $35. Come what on. What a bargain. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, the interesting thing about the about injection silicone is that it, it wasn't even like necrosis. It was just straight up gangrene. Mm. Was the result of injecting this just straight up this into your chest? Direct end result. Yep, just straight up. Do not pass go. No build up. You're just gonna get gangrene, and a lot of people died. Obviously, because gangrene is like the yeah. late stage, last stage before basically you die. And you can't cut everything off. It exactly, and because like you were saying, it getting into your bloodstream and stuff. Um, it wasn't even just gangrene in like the chest. It would go out to fingers, toes. Yeah, it would work from the outside in. Um, So, yeah, it definitely was not a good decision at all. I don't feel like a lot of this was a good decision. Well, technically, if you watch, um, I'm a big fan of Botched. Yes. With Dr. Dubrow and the other guy. Um, I like him. I really like Dr. Dubrow. The other guy's okay. But Dubrow's cool. he has a bunch of people who who do get procedures like this um, for different types of stuff. I don't really remember seeing boob jobs, but I know there's the one woman um, who transitioned and she had her cheeks done and they straight up injected cement. Yep. Um, there was another woman who had uh, sheep fat injected into mm-hmm. her lips and they like literally burst 
on her. That's horrible. So people are definitely getting yeah. just straight up injections of stuff. Well, and I think I told you um, a while ago when you had mentioned this that I think, I mean, and it was the stupidest thing. And, you know, I don't watch it anymore. <laughs> He's not a real doctor. But like way back in the day when Dr. Phil like first came mm. on, mm-hmm. he had some women on who would had like certain, and I think there was a gentleman as well at some point. I'm sure he had many shows with us. Absolutely. But, um, <clears throat> they had gone and they got really bad surgeries. One woman was basically like, listen, I'm terminal at this point. Like, there's nothing they can do for me. Ugh. I think she had cement in her chest as well, but it Ugh. was slowly doing something like with her heart mm-hmm. and her ribs and like they couldn't remove it all. So it was wow. slowly like she was almost being like suffocated. Yeah. Um, Internally, there was someone else. They put um insulation. Stop it. In their chest, there was someone who I think they got... So, like, like asbestos, basically? Yes. (laughs) And then somebody got, uh, like, the Brazilian butt lift, or it was supposed to be. And they used, um, I don't know what it is, but, like, the soft padding, like, under a carpet. Like, that soft, squishy, like, that's what they (gasps) put inside this person. Like, yeah. And they're like, yeah, so I lost my leg. And I did whatever. Like, it's still happening today. That's Yeah. And that's another thing, too, is, like... Because that's what I was thinking when you were mentioning some of the substances. I'm like, did we not learn? No. No, because the problem is the price tag that Mm -hmm. comes along with these things. Mm -hmm. And people are willing, for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. to risk their health that badly. To go to other countries. To go to Mexico, especially. To, like, someone's basement. Yes. There was... I had a student at one point who was saying, I think she had had, like, a, a... butt lift oh get out and it was basically she was like yeah it was the scariest thing like my mom went with me and it was somebody's basement like in i forget where it is it was another state they had to travel to and she was like yeah but it was like super cheap it was only like 800 bucks and i'm like if you hear anything (laughs) less than thousands of dollars for any of this don't get it don't get it also if you go into someone's home don't get it if you roll up to a house or a Anything other than a hospital, don't get it. Not a health center. Mm -hmm. Do not go inside and do not give them their money and do not let them cut you open. Lab coat, yeah, or what they have on. Yep, just let it go at that point. Yeah, I just I don't I don't get it. I know I say all the time like I would definitely get a reduction if I could, but even reductions are like. They're expensive. Six, seven thousand dollars still. Mm-hmm. And like I just can't afford that. And I'm yeah. not going to any Joe Schmo to do that for no. me. Like, get out of here with that. Fucking people. Um <laughs> so we ended at World War II. Mm-hmm. We're gonna make a little jump up to everything stayed pretty normal between the forties up to the sixty to two sixty. Okay. Um, in terms of it was still like a little bit of an experimentation. We were injecting some silicone into people, um, seeing what happens. But in nineteen sixty one is where we had like the the really big breakthrough okay. of being able to do this a little bit more safely. Um, there were two doctors. I can't read my writing. I think it was Giroux, Frank Giroux. And Thomas Cronin. Um, and they helped develop the first silicone implant. Um, as far as they were concerned, it was it was healthy. Um, a silicone implant is um, obviously silicone gel on the inside. And then on the outside, it's like a capsule. I don't know if it's actually made out of silicone as well. Or if it's just some kind of other medical grade plastic. 
um, they helped develop not that. Not a plastic baggie. Not a plastic yeah. baggie tied off with a with a bread yeah. tie. <laughs> um, this is okay. So animal peeps. Yeah. The animals weren't harmed in this. But mm. a dog was used <gasps> in terms of, uh, sorry, I started, I, I feel bad, but at the same time, I'm picturing this in my head and I think it'd be hilarious to see a dog rolling around with a, <laughs> with an implant on it. So what they did, the dog's name was Esmeralda. Um, and they decided that they wanted to just put it on her, on her underside somewhere. Mm. Um, she was fine. She drags it around, though. <laughs> she, I'm just picturing a dog with Enough a titty. to carry her. <laughs> At mean, least give her two. I hope they treated her well. Like, they should have treated her like a princess, considering she was, like, the yeah. first uh, experiment. Um, but she was fine. Okay. She didn't have any, um, like, side effects. I'm so mopey <laughs> over here now. <laughs> well, and I was dreading this part yeah. of the topic, just because, like, Animal testing isn't cool. I do try to find as much products as possible that are, um, they have the little bunny seal on them. Yeah. For for anti-animal testing and stuff. Um, The only reason, they they deemed it a success because she she didn't get any types of infections. Like the implant itself wasn't rejected by the dog's body. Um, They only had to end up removing it because she kept gnawing at the stitches and they were just afraid that she was going to open up the wound. But so she didn't have it for any length of time. She didn't have it for a significant amount of time. Because mm-hmm, if her stitches were still there. Right. But they still deemed it a success. Well, I mean, yeah. I could. In short term, I guess it was tape, pretty successful. I don't know. I could <laughs> sew a carrot to something. You know what I mean? To call it a success too. And right. be like, yep. I did what I wanted to do. Yeah. Like I said, I was dreading that just a little bit. Um but we can roll up to the first human. Okay. So that was done in 1962. It was done on a woman. Her name was Because it was good enough for the dog. Because it was good enough for a dog. So let's it's put it put in a woman, a woman now. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> um, her name was Timmy Jean Lindsay. Lots of first names. Wow. I don't trust anybody with that many first I names. I don't either. <laughs> I do feel a little bad for her because she kind of got suckered into receiving okay implants um she initially went in and it's funny that we were having this discussion before we hit record um she actually went in to have a tattoo removed okay and the doctors were like hey we developed this implant we tried it on the dog and the dog's cool like would you want would you want your boobs done so she went in to have a tattoo removed (laughs) and ended up with implants um not just that because to sweeten the deal, the doctors also offered going to throw in <laughs> to pin her ears back while she was there as well. If they if she let them give her breast implants, um, it was something that she want that she was insecure about. Okay, okay. I was going to say, is this an insecurity that they gave her <laughs> for the purpose? No, of no, 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 no. She it or she was already. She okay. had expressed concern about pinning back her ears but she was actually just there for the tattoo removal so she got her tattoo removed she got her ears pinned back and she got a boob job and plot twist she was stoked yeah about the boob job um i wrote down a quote because like it's just so funny that she wasn't there to get it done and she loved it 
She yeah. was so happy with the results. She said, if Dr. Giroux told me there were any risks, I didn't listen. When I came around from the anesthetic, it felt like an elephant was sitting on my chest. But when they took off the bandages after 10 days, my breasts looked beautiful. All the young doctors were standing around to look at the masterpiece. Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, <laughs> I've seen people after they've had implants they 10 days later, great. they do not look beautiful. No. You have drains and stuff still hanging yeah, out of them and you're not stuff. feeling good. Yeah. But she was feeling good. <laughs> she was feeling super confident. Um, All those young doctors looking at her new masterpieces. Right? <laughs> Yeah. I appreciate the enthusiasm. I like that she was excited. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I genuinely appreciate that. Again, because she didn't go in for it. Mm-hmm. So it's just hilarious to me that she was that happy. And, like, and no one mentioned my ears, which <laughs> <Yeah>. was great. <laughs> you for couldn't once, even tell. They were staring at my boobs and not my ears. <laughs> oh, Timmy Jean. Um, Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay. I feel like with her, you have to say the full name. It doesn't feel right just no. stopping at Timmy Jean. No. No. Um, so, yeah, she was a complete uh, success story. There were no complications for her. She was happy with the results. Other people were happy with the results. So, wham, bam, thank you, yeah. ma'am. Um, so, that was with the silicone implants. Late 60s, um, they didn't really specify totally in that period of time but we can safely say 62 wait when did i say she had the boob job 62 62. so 63 to 69 we'll say because i'm gonna be that person um saline okay saline saline yeah implants uh became really popular um they (laughs) they were okay yeah. They weren't the greatest at the time. Um, they were safer because saline is just salty water. Right. <laughs> so it's a lot more easily, like if anything should leak, I would think it would be much more easily absorbed by the body. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that was in like the, ni- the late 1960s. Once we get up to 1976 is where we kind of started to have problems, and that's where the FDA had to step mm-hmm. in. Um, they, The FDA implement, implemented a medical device amendment. Um, and what this said was that it was a law to regulate the safety of medical devices. Um, the problem with it is because the silicone implants were grandfathered into the amendment, without any proof behind them. They did not have to prove that the silicone implants were safe because they'd already been used for so oh, cool. finger quotes, used for so long. Um that yeah. there really wasn't a reason. But All there, like 14 years at that point. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But if they were asked to show data in terms of safety onto the silicone, mm-hmm. they meaning doctors, um, they did have to provide the data Mm-hmm. But if there were no problems and nobody asked, then no one was asking. Yeah. Then mom was the word, which is kind of shady a little bit. Um, 1977 was where we saw our first um, uh, lawsuits when it started coming to breast implants. Uh, the first case was for a ruptured implant, mm-hmm. and it was a silicone implant on top of it. Um, 
there's a lot of problems if you have a ruptured silicone implant um i'm gonna save it only because it does come like it's a big part that i have coming up um the woman did win she was from ohio and was she flying yes because i don't know if i was gonna say i don't know if you saw any of that like in your research but i feel like they used to have almost like a thing like it's dangerous to fly if you have them because of the altitude changes yes she and your implants they could was good yeah um i don't know if it had anything to do with that um but she did win 170 grand for pain and suffering which back then was a lot i mean it is absolutely like that was a lot yeah but with inflation from the 70s absolutely she won a boatload of money which she should have i don't want to minimize any of that oh no the the crap that she had to deal with absolutely deserved that 170k um throughout 1970s and 1980s that that's when a lot of cases really started coming up um in 1988 they the fda reclassified breast implants um instead of being just like a as far as i'm concerned from research it was like a classless um uh, device but they did end up changing it to be a class three, which means that they had to prove mm-hmm. it was safe to be on the market. It's literally or it going wasn't into released. your body. It's not just yeah. like, uh, I mean, topical creams and things are bad yep. enough, let alone something you're literally putting in. forever now placed yes. inside your body. And that's also really scary because it was 1988. That was the year I was born. Mm-hmm. Like, that is insane that I've been alive from the point where they finally said maybe we should kind of regulate these right. before they hit Try the market. Try to make it safe. Yeah. Yes. So it was only 33 years ago. It's That's crazy. nuts. Um, 1991, there was still not enough data, but um, courts, courts really started to see cases coming up. In 1992, silicone was finally only recommended for extreme um, – type surgeries typically it was anyone who went through like a mastectomy mm-hmm. whether it was one or both um if there was like damage in terms of accidents towards that part that was the only reason that they were supposed to be using silicone um they finally wised up and they were like hey this probably isn't good mm-hmm. a good material then, to use yeah yeah um 1993 there were twelve thousand cases filed against silicone implants in america in just one year um they'll say it's without proof that the symptoms that these women were feeling Mm -hmm. were related to the silicone but they were still awarding money and cases to them as well so i feel like they knew that they were wrong they just didn't want to say that they were wrong (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't just pay out for no, I mean, yeah. that much for no reason. Exactly. Like yeah. something here or there, maybe. But when that many people are coming out with issues. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I lost the corner of that page of my notes. But there was a point where. I saw that. I yeah, see that. There's a little hole in my page. Um, and I thought I wrote everything around it, but I didn't. 
there there was a point in this time, 1993, we'll say, where the FDA felt that as long as they could not hands down prove that silicone was being the cause of all of these that uh, it symptoms, continue. they threw it back on the market. It wasn't just released for severe cases anymore. Fucking FDA, seriously. Right? Because there wasn't How enough proof. How few times have we, like... Yep. Through and our even, episodes, seen them, like, really do something, like, that needed to be done. Yeah. And they don't. Because it's all paid off. <laughs> um, so in terms of modern, we're finally up to the modern point. Mm-hmm. Um, we still do use silicone gel. And we do use saline gel implants. Um, it I found it does say uh, silicone outer shells for both of them. Um it, it's a really routine surgery anymore for the most part. Yeah. People don't tend to have, if it's done correctly in the right environment with a doctor that is legit mm-hmm. certified to do this, there really aren't many complications. It is a fairly simple surgery yeah. now, which is really impressive. Um, well, considering how recently things have changed. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, modernly, up until now basically um it did it was pretty invasive surgery in terms of you would have scars left over Mm -hmm. um and typically what they would do is they would just kind of like cut the length yeah of each side of your chest stick an implant in sew you up and if you had scars you had scars um now we do do it a few different ways Mm -hmm. um depending on the the person's body um we and i'm gonna start saying person instead of women because now it's bigger across all kinds of different types of people and identities um so i'm just gonna say people in general um so depending on the person's body they do still if it's a like severe case they will just do a big incision across each chest and it is what it is now we like to do it more so under Mm -hmm. the breast so that the incision and scar line is under that bottom yep um a lot of people also have it done through their armpit now yes where it's like an inch or two size incision and they just kind of shove that implant in there and wham bam we're done um so it's it's cool how far we've come with it there was an extreme at one point i remember watching because i was that weird kid who'd watch surgeries (laughs) sure i was too before yep (laughs) And someone was getting implants, but for a while they were also doing it, but they were literally taking the nipple off. Yes. And they would just basically take it off. They would open up the chest from that area in the center. Yeah. And then go back in, like pop that implant in, and then sew your nipple back on. Yes. And I think... I like the side and under idea much better oh, than yeah. that. But I think they were probably thinking that maybe some of the scarring could be hidden by like the natural the coloration yeah yep yeah um they've stopped doing the taking as i'm like <laughs> miming the whole thing happening it's all right yeah like i said there's a lot of chest region miming yeah. during yeah. this um they stopped doing a lot of again with the exception of extreme cases the nipple removal mm-hmm. because a lot of people were actually losing their nipple yes i was yeah. reading where was it at some point, like forever ago, that people were either losing sensation entirely? Yes. 
Or there were people that once they were in place, they were in constant pain. Like they were never not in pain. And I even remembered like seeing something, there were some like celebrities who had said that they had had them even taken out, hoping it would help. And still, no, because the damage was already done now. It was yeah, better, but the they nerve would damage. always have pain. Yep. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, like that sounds horrible. Absolutely terrible, because <laughs> right? now you're like, no, don't touch them, don't look at them, don't go anywhere near them. Yes. Because yep. they hurt. Like, yep. Well, now the point is, you know, like you look cute in a dress, but. <laughs> yeah, but naked in all fairness. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, They would also, like, die, like, the tissue itself would die. They would put, like, the nipples back on. Oh, so they would literally just lose the nipple and it would just entirely. Com- it basically fall off. Or they had mm. to have it re-removed. Um, that region is – there's a lot of blood vessels mm-hmm. that are in that region. Nerves as well, as we – most people know. I shouldn't say we all know. Mm-hmm. Most people know nipples are a little sensitive. Yeah. Um, and the body just couldn't recover. And so it would like die off. It would it would turn black. I've heard so many horror stories where it just turned black and they lost the nipple. Now that being said, another cool trend that I know we're going to get to, we, we talk about it all the time, is cosmetic yeah. tattooing. Yep. There are tattoo artists now that mm-hmm. specifically do nipple tattoos. For the most part, it is people who have had breast cancers. Yep. And have had to have mastectomies because when you have a mastectomy, they take everything. There is Mm -hmm. no saving anything for the most part. It is get all of that tissue out of there so that we can minimal, uh, minimal, minimalize, minimalize the risk of any cancer coming back. Um, And they're in like doctor's offices and Mm -hmm. stuff now too, uh, plastic surgeon's offices. And I just think that is one of the coolest fucking things. That somebody could do. When I lived down um, in Maryland, Mm -hmm. there was a guy, I think he was in Salisbury, and uh, he, like, that was his main thing. That's amazing. Because I think, I don't know if it was his mother or his sister had had cancer. And it had to have a double mastectomy. Mm -hmm. And they were, I think, thin enough in frame that they weren't really able to even do a whole lot in terms of any, like, implantation or anything. Yep, reconstruction. Um, so he literally, like, made it, like, his mission. Like, that was Aww. mainly what he did. Like, he had been a tattoo artist for years. I But he kind that. of, like, switched gears. And it was just, like, to give back. And, That's like, awesome. everyone should feel beautiful. Yep. And I have the skill and talent. And I can help people. And yeah. I thought that was amazing. Yep. Um, And now you're even seeing people who are getting it done. Some people, you know, they want it to look very natural. Other people, they're having, like, elaborate designs and that sort of yes. thing done into it. Yep. Um, which I think is really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. I just think that is like one of the coolest things that somebody could do. Mm-hmm. Definitely giving back people who deserve it for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Next thing I would like to cover is um, which is safer in terms of today's implants. Is silicone more safe or is saline more safe? Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot of debate. It's like a hot topic. It is a very hot yeah. topic. Um, so the first like umbrella topic underneath that is going to be ruptures as the worst thing that could possibly happen 
in terms of not infection <laughs> mm-hmm. that you could have happen to your implants because that means that you've basically healed up at that point and you did again typically something um yeah uh, something to yourself <laughs> to mm-hmm. cause the rupture um both of these can rupture a lot of smashing actions there <laughs> Thank you. Guys, by the way <laughs> i was miming during it was that very silence. quiet that I was watching, but like I didn't feel like I needed to mention. I'm like they might want to know what was happening. I was hoping you were going to save me and help yeah. and throw that in there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, both silicone and saline can rupture. Um, and that can be due to a surgical error. That can be to a fall. Um, in rare cases too, it could be just too much weight mm-hmm. on top of someone. Um. Oh, can you imagine? Which is scary, man. Yeah. Just feeling a... And your titty being gone. (laughs) Just slowly. They're not full of air. Yeah. I still imagine them making a sound. Well, I forget if it comes in anywhere down here. Maybe like a slosh noise. I don't know. Uh, One of them do. Oh. And that's a preference that people have when picking what type of... um, Doctors will recommend, but... One of them does make like a sloshy noise, and I kind of feel like it was the saline ones. Yeah, that would make sense because it's more watery, right? Whereas the others like a thicker gel gel base. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So, in terms of rupturing, saline is really easy to um, to spot because the breast will deflate. Okay. Um, Because it's just water. It's basically like literally think of a water balloon. If you pop a hole in it, it's going to deflate. Everything. Do you remember water bras? Oh my gosh, yes. I never had one because I knew too many people <laughs> that like there were store, you know, like at the dance, like somebody danced just, too tight and <laughs> pop, there it went. Yeah. Um, terrible that's idea. That's what I'm picturing. Yeah. Like a water problem in But just inside, inside you. of you. Yeah. yeah. Um, it would become noticeable in like almost immediately. Okay. Depending on how big of a rupture That's it good was. though because then you know like I need to go to the doctor. Yes. Well hospital really at that point. I mean you should yeah. probably go to the hospital yeah. but uh, you also mentioned it before because saline is basically salt water it absorbs safely into the body too so there are no real repercussions in terms of health safety if you have a ruptured saline Right. You would implant. just have to have the bag itself probably taken out and a new yep. one popped in. Yes. Because um, it's that easy. Just pop it on in. Because we definitely yeah. love to dumb things down mm-hmm. here. Um, silicone is a lot harder to notice because it is a thicker material. So it's not going to deflate nearly as quickly. Um, you will notice some deflation in it, but not nearly as much as with the saline. Um, this is where I have, where I call shenanigans on the yeah. FDA. Um in terms of, um, oh, it was a government website. I don't remember what it was. It wasn't the FDA's page that I was looking at. Um, but it was a .gov page where they say that the gel, so if you have a silicone um, implant rupture, the gel is going to remain in your body. Um, and it says that it can roam throughout your body as mm-hmm. well into your lymph nodes. Um, and your lymph nodes are like your body filtration. Yep. Um 
you don't want anything clogging them up because that's just going to lead to a condition called lymphedema, which I'm sure a lot of people have seen on other people, but just don't realize what it is. It's almost like a water weight where a limb kind of gets a little bit enlarged. Yep. Um, I don't want to say the elephant man because that's not what he had. Mm-hmm. But it, it it's very yes. similar in the aesthetic of it. It's yeah, just it's one very looks swollen bigger. sort of look. Yes. When you touch it, it's very... I don't want to say... say you feel like it's shifting a little bit, but you kind of can. There's like give to it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I see it a lot as a massage therapist. Um, I work on a lot of people who have lymphedema and it's not a... It's not... A, it's not necessarily life-threatening you do have to stay on top of it because there is like a certain point where you do hit and it does become like a little bit of an issue because it just means your body's not filtrating what it's supposed to out of you the fda says that having silicone in your lymph nodes it's not harmful wow there's no research to prove that that it's harmful and the reason that i will then do the research and i'll bet you find out it's harmful yes yeah. Um, There's no research anywhere that says, yeah, okay. Silicone shouldn't be in your body. No. So how can you say it's that a that's not object. harmful? Yeah. And especially if it gets into the lymph. Like, I as a massage therapist have to be careful. And you know this too mm-hmm. with arm work. When you work on someone who has had um, any type of cancer where they mm-hmm. have lymph nodes removed, you have to be careful when you are pushing yep. on people because you don't want them to overwhelm. Uh, the lymph nodes to overwhelm because again it'll lead to a condition lymphedema um i don't know if they just don't see lymphedema as being a condition or probably if not. they're just like nay naying the, the severity I think both i absolutely think it's a little bit of both um the other reason that i like to think that there's a little bit of shenanigans in terms of the fda saying that it's not harmful to have um silicone gel floating around in your body is a lot of people after they find out that they've had a ruptured silicone implant um they they'll have all these weird symptoms that they just can't explain but there's no reason for them otherwise to believe that there's mm-hmm. something bad going on women because have said, they don't really see it, it yes. right? which on one hand is nice because then you're like oh whatever like it's you can go about good. your business at the same time you <clears> don't know that you're not according to the FDA. Not according to that. But them. <laughs> you don't know that you're going to become very ill. Yes. Yeah. Like you can't just go and get it taken care of right now because you don't know what's happening. Exactly. Until it's happening. Yep. People reported feeling everything from just generalized pain, especially in their chest. Um, they, they, they were diagnosed with like immunological disorders. Mm. So stuff like lupus. Um, rheumatoid arthritis, fibromyalgia. Um, I'm trying to look at all my tenderness, tingling, redness, burning, um, lumps over the implant and even throughout their chest. And then after they have had the ruptured silicone implant removed, all of these symptoms just went away. Magic. But the, the FDA only explanation. says there's no, there's no reason to believe that that was directly linked to those people's symptoms so it must be magic then that's frustrating to me because in all fairness again it is a female it's mm-hmm. it's more of a female driven um procedure and i'm i'm just going to clarify too there i include trans women as well in that oh yeah um i'm uh, 
100%. Don't come at us with that kind of crap. Like, I just don't put up with it. Trans yeah. women are women. Um, but it makes me feel like doctors still don't take – and it, it there is, like, psycho, uh, psychology behind it mm-hmm. that – Doctors, especially male doctors, mm-hmm. do not take female complaints as seriously well, it's not to their as their male counterparts. Exactly. So. Well, and they don't know. Like if we would go in, um, <laughs> here's another platform moment, um, endo, endometriosis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of male doctors will dismiss women because they cannot physically understand what kind of pain that they're dealing with. And they just say, oh, you're just having bad periods, honey. Yep. You just need a hot pack. Yeah, because that's what it's like. Yes. Yeah. But in reality, your body is just laying You're scar tissue on like scar it's tissue. shutting it down. Yes. Yeah. So that frustrates me in terms of the FDA basically poo-pooing all of these these people's complaints and symptoms. Well, it's is, not sexy to have symptoms. Well, that's true, too. Right? But, like, you got big boobies out of it. So should you be mm-hmm. really upset? Come on. Pick your bad. And enjoy looking at them? Yeah. Don't so touch them because they're sore right. and tender and tingly. But, like, come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next umbrella is the aesthetics of the implant. Mm-hmm. Um, silicone is the more natural looking. It's a little bit um, heavier. So it gives that natural teardrop yep. shape yep. that every person desires. Um, saline, it, it doesn't. It, it, it leaves a more rounded mm-hmm. looking breast. The thing that comes in aesthetics wise with um, saline is that it does run a higher risk of rippling okay. and leaving like wrinkles Okay. on the, especially the upper half mm-hmm. of the like implant. Like that decollete. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's something to consider, which, which is safer, with which is safer. Um, also, uh, next one is platinum. Silicone contains platinum in mm. <laughs> there's i'm so excited that you responded like that because okay so saline doesn't i'm just going to clarify that but guess who says that you shouldn't worry about the platinum in the silicone because there's no proof to say that that's bad to have inside your body how many guesses do i get <laughs> i think you only need one is it the fda it's the fda yay i win <laughs> Um, I don't think it's good to have any heavy metals no. in your body. And I feel like platinum definitely shouldn't be in your – it should only be on your no. shelf and in an award. Yeah. Not inside your titties. Yeah. Um, there's also a surgical difference between the two types. Um, saline can be adjusted afterwards. Um, saline, if you've ever watched anything like botched, is when they will put in a flat implant, like a deflated implant, yep. stick it in, and then they'll slowly up how much saline yep. goes into it. Um, Which I um, think is nice. It's very, like, customizable. Yes. Unless somebody is really requesting a size, I think that that is a great route to go. Trust the doctors in what looks uh, like a, mm-hmm. an acceptable size for you. Also, if you're not happy with it. You can go up or down. Mm-hmm. They can t- take out a little bit of that saline. They can put a little bit of that saline yep. in. Um, silicone are once and done. You get what you get. It, it is you put in. you don't get upset. And you don't Just like get you say upset. to little kids. <laughs> I like that that is also applicable for breast implants yes. as well. Um, I also didn't know this little bit too. There are eligibility. Um, I don't want to say reasons. 
There's eligibility between which type of implant you can get depending on your age. You have to be at least 18 or older to get a saline. Mm -hmm. And you have to be at least 22 or older to get a silicone. I think it has to do with because the saline is so young, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a little bit, I hate to say this word because I'm going to say it in the opposite way in in like a page. Um, You can reverse it a little bit more. I was going to say, is it maybe because like your body still isn't fully, fully developed quite yet? Yeah. And they can customize that one. Whereas the other one, it's like, now you're mature. This is what you're going to look like. This is how you're going to develop. Yes. This is what we're going to do. Yep. Yeah. Whereas the other one is like, you can, you can customize like, tailor it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was another thing I was going to say at the end of that. Um, Oh, reconstruction. Mm-hmm. If you're going in for a reconstructive type of surgery, you have all picks at that point. Um, which you deserve is, it. Yes, you absolutely deserve it at that point, 100%. Um, so the last bit that I want to go over is just the risks of having a boob job, a breast augmentation. Um, again, like I said earlier, there's not a lot of risks mm-hmm. now as long as you're going to a reputable doctor and place and you're having it done the correct way um there are the risks aren't as gory Mm -hmm. i guess as we would like them to be but they are still risks um you do have to get them redone every so many years oh that's the first one no that was perfect (laughs) um further surgeries is definitely something that you have to keep in mind um they recommend that every 10 years you go back in to have them redone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more so just like a precautionary thing right. of making sure that everything still looks okay. You're not developing any um, – um, there's a – well, we'll get to it. There's a, a condition that you can develop after having um, a, a boob job. Um, so you just want to make sure basically that everything is okay. And also, although they don't completely dissolve – like, if you opened up a casket of somebody who died years ago that had I see so implants, many memes with this, with, like, skeletons, with boobs. And, they're not yeah. going to be right right, right there. Like, the, the, the solution on the inside is definitely going to go away eventually. Oh, yeah. But, like, the, the plastic will still be there. Um, they're also not going to be in the same spot. Yeah. Like, if it's a skeleton, oh, there's no place for it to yeah. be. Um, but, yeah. Ten years. Is how long they tell you. Yes. (laughs) We we got so sidetracked there for a minute, I forgot where I was. Um, You also want to go in for revision surgeries, making sure that just they're the size that you still wanted. And that's where they also double check. It's called um, capsular contraction, where you can develop scar tissue around the implant and it starts to cause pain um where it basically just starts squeezing everything inside okay. of your chest it's really really uncomfortable um i've also seen where um on like shows like botched and stuff where it's re- it's not reversible in terms of if you get i always have to look at it to make sure i'm saying it right capsular contractor um, it doesn't allow for an implant to be put back in. So the only real option if you do develop that condition is to, is to just get them out. completely removed. Um, and then you're just kind of left with what you have left, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but, it, but it is a serious condition that is not good at all to have. Um, 
and then just rupture repairs. It, it's really, really common to have small punctures mm-hmm. in an implant just because it's in your body. It, it's it's there. You you hit it. You push yep. it. There's pressure on it. Right. Um, another risk is irreversibility in terms of if you have anything um, really come up in terms of, of having an implant put back in. For the most part, you can't do that. Um I've seen, again, on Botched where a lot of women will, or a lot of people will have their implants removed and they don't want to put anything Mm -hmm. back in and they're just left with, like, droopy tissue. Um, And, like, there's revisions that they can do on that. Right, but it's not going to be. But there's not going to be anything left. I guess one thing I forgot to mention, too, about having an implant put in is that they take out like all of the tissue mm-hmm. like natural breast well, they tissue need to have room for the implant yes and i feel like people don't realize that yeah is that they, they it's like a pumpkin basically they scoop yep. out all the innards but then they put something back in it so they're they're developing like a case for it but it's empty if yeah. that implant isn't in there i was watching something there um oh my gosh i can't believe i can't remember the name of the show <laughs> but it's basically um these two women they go one is a plastic surgeon one is a medical aesthetician Ooh, and they just sort of go in and they have people you know coming in and they have like just different things they've gone through in their lives different stories and they both kind of come up with a plan together to help them Ooh. that's like part surgical part more topical um, which I think is really interesting, but I, like I this idea. they were saying that um they were saying uh that like they're actually seeing more and more people not necessarily having implants taken completely out. Like I think they're seeing that, but they're seeing more of a trend of when people go to get them redone. They're mm-hmm. getting smaller sizes, like, as they're aging. Yes. Yep. Rather than sticking with the same size or, like, going bigger. Right, right. Like, now people are downsizing, I guess, <laughs> their their chests a little bit. And I wonder if, like, some of those other things comes into play with it. Like, they don't know if they – maybe they had issues with their implant. Yep. But they – aren't going to take it out completely because of the way it's going to look. Yeah. So they're yeah. just going smaller. So they compromise. So it is nice, though, that people have options. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, I don't think people think of breast augmentation as being so customized. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just a matter of customization mm-hmm. of picking out your size. Like, you can go back and you yeah. can you can change it. Yeah. It's just a matter of how much time you can take off of work, financials, right. and what the sitch is, like, yep. inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have to let me know what that show is because that sounds yeah. really interesting. It's really, really good. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, changes in appearance and sensation mm-hmm. is another risk. Um, like we kind of laid out already um, because there's so many nerves in that region of you. It can definitely cause um, a lot of, of numbness or, like, no feeling at all. I know a lot of women who say after having implants, like, their nipples don't have nearly as much sensation mm-hmm. as they did pre-surgery. Well, then they say, too, what is it, like, the further away from the chest? Yeah. The uh, tissue, it, like... Blood flow. Yeah. Yep. The nerves aren't getting as much blood flow. Yeah. So once it's been out, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, to a yeah. certain, like, extent, it's, lost it's it. just you're not going to have it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um... That's also where, like, loss of nipple can come in, too, is just, like, a, a huge risk. And general breast pain is another risk that's in there. Um, surgical complications are obviously a thing. Again, 
infections, bleeding, swelling, necrosis of the skin. In all fairness, gangrene can set in as well. Um, Sorry. It can. The show was called Skin Decision. Skin Decision. Yeah. (sighs) See, and that frustrates me because it should be called Skin Decision. Just like there's a commercial on TV for, I'm getting really off topic here, um, dish soap. And they say, do you have dish issues? And they should have said, do you have dish issues? Yeah. Why are people adding? <sighs> well, it is called skin decision, but it's two words. Yeah. But I'm saying like you skin should have been decision. Yeah. Like it's a skin indecision. It's a skin decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm making it one mm-hmm. versus two. Okay. <laughs> I, You're I, good. I fight the weird things. I fight the weird things. Um, breastfeeding is another thing to consider Mm -hmm. when you do have a boob job. Um, It's not a guarantee. There's this myth that says that you will never be able to breastfeed if you have a boob job. That's not true. And I'm guilty of that as well. I did think that if you had a boob job, you you could not breastfeed. Well, because you're like, oh, you're going to pass silicone into the baby. Yeah, Yeah. there's there's like only silicone in there. That's not how it works. And I feel really silly for like believing that. But... Um, it does make it a lot more difficult and it can make it impossible, but it's not a 100% you will not be able to breastfeed. Um, connective tissue disorders, breast cancer, reproductive problems can all be, um, a risk in having your, your chest done just because there is a lot of hormonal stuff that goes to that region. Like it's a very hormonal region. Um, it gets bigger it gets smaller <laughs> yeah they're they sore get tender like it, it's a yeah. big deal um and then the last risk which i actually found pretty interesting is now the fda will fight this that it is not of a course. condition but there is a term that doctors will use called breast implant illness bii and when we were talking about um the fda not believing people with all those wonky syst- symptoms right. until they got the, the implants removed. That's basically BII. So that's who this is covering then. Yes. Um, so fatigue, memory loss, you can get a rash, constant brain fog, joint pain. Um, again, it can lead to other conditions like uh, fibromyalgia, rheumatoid arthritis. Um, and again, all of these symptoms, most of these symptoms – can go away go away if you just have the implant removed but the fda will say that that's not real that there's i shouldn't say that they don't say that it's real i'm being a little dramatic they say that there is no proof to say that that is actually linked so they're neither confirming or denying exactly yes they are absolutely covering their butts they are the weathermen of surgeries yeah (laughs) Who knows? Anything or nothing could happen. Exactly. Yep. That's a risky run. Yeah. And we're not going to be held responsible for it. So sorry. <laughs> so yeah, that was my topic today. That was a wild ride. Thank you. Yes, of course. Didn't realize it was actually as soon as it was. I yeah. genuinely thought that it was more of a more modern world. I did too. Procedure. I did too. I would not have thought that it was happening in the 1800s. But it was. But now we know. Good old Vinny. Yeah. That's what we're going to call him. Yeah. From now I on. keep wanting to call him Vincenzo, and I know that's not his name. <laughs> no, the CZ is Vincent on the end. or something, right? Vincesh is how I think Vincesh. it should be said. 
Cheerney. Okay. That's what we're going to go with. Yeah. I don't think good. we have any listeners in the I Czech Republic. I didn't see any of it written down, <laughs> so I have no idea. So that sounds good to me. Yeah. That's what we're going to go with. And if anybody is from the Czech Republic and you might know, uh, feel free to let us know. You know what? I am actually really curious yeah. to know how his name is actually said. Because it sounds like I was making fun and I'm not. That was my 100% no. college go at saying his name. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that was boob jobs. Awesome. Thank you. Of course. It's just the first of uh, many plastic surgeries that we do yes. want to cover eventually. Yes, there are so many in the world. Um, there was just yeah. like some minor requests mm-hmm. of doing, of talking about boobs. Yes. So I figured let's one get it on the line. There was one person. <laughs> he acts like a, You're welcome. You take care of us. We're the problem children. So we're but we got take you. Care of you. <laughs> In a completely non-weird way. Yeah, absolutely. Sounded yeah. a little funky. <laughs> it's a little, but it's a, he'll know what we mean. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Awesome. On that note, this was another episode of, of Am, the, I, Am Pretty I Pretty Now. now? <laughs> I'm Haley. I'm Erin. And until next time, stay, stay spooky. spooky, friends. Ooh. <laughs> Am I Pretty Now is hosted by Haley Eshelman and Aaron Healy. Our theme music was composed by Jason Mundock. The show was recorded at the So Good Media Studio at the Candy Factory, a co-working and social club in Lancaster, PA. Schedule a tour at coworkinginlancaster.com. Keep up with Haley and Aaron and all things Am I Pretty Now on Instagram at Am I Pretty Now Pod.